Grown and Growing Podcast, episode number 58. Get out of your own way. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to express my gratitude for your continued support. Running a podcast is a labor of love, and I truly appreciate the time you spend with me. Whether you're commuting, working out, or just taking a moment for yourself, I'm glad to be a part of your day. I have a quick favor to ask. If you've been enjoying the podcast, if it brings value to your life, can you do me a solid? I would be thrilled if you could take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you might be listening. It might seem like a small gesture, But those reviews go a long way in helping this podcast reach more listeners and continue to grow. Also, if you haven't already, please check that subscribe button. Subscribing ensures you'll never miss an episode. Leave a review, hit subscribe, and let's continue this incredible journey together. Thank you for being a part of the Grown and Growing family. You're listening to Grown and Growing with Sonia Hamlin. Welcome back to an all new episode of Grown and Growing. I am so excited to be recording again. I took about two months off from recording new episodes and it felt really good to have that rest. I recorded new bi-weekly episodes for almost two years straight, so I really needed this pause. I'm not going to lie. At the beginning of the rest, there were definitely some thoughts about not coming back. <laughs> two years of doing a podcast was a great accomplishment. It's a lot of work, and I don't think anybody would blame me if I quit. Well, maybe some people would. But as I got more rest, I began to miss podcasting. I began to feel revitalized and ready to go. And as February approached, I got more excited about the potential of this next year and also nervous like it was the first day of school. So here I am recording a new podcast. And as I was thinking about kicking off this third year of podcasting, I was definitely very excited about it, but I also started to get in my own head a little bit. I see and I can acknowledge what I've accomplished with the Grown and Growing podcast, and I'm very proud of that. But I tend to always focus on what I haven't done or what I can do better. Um, I'm an overthinker, which I'll talk about a little later, which can cause me to spiral. Recently, I picked up my pen to journal and I wrote, in what ways do I get in my own way? Sometimes it's easy to spot when haters are trying to get in your way. Yeah, we see you. We avoid you, but also keep watching because it puts a little battery in our bag. And maybe it's not always haters that get in your way. Maybe it's the people who love you, who want to protect you, or they depend on you. It may not be intentional and it may be rooted in love, but nonetheless, it's keeping you from evolving or keeping you from pursuing what you really love. Dealing with outsiders, whether they are lovers or haters, requires strong boundaries. Those boundaries must be in place. 
But what about when you get in your own way? How strong are your boundaries with yourself? Can you even recognize when you're in your own way? In this episode, I'm going to share a few ways that I get in my own way sometimes and how I really try to stop being my own barrier to success. Before I get into it, I think it's important to note that there are varying degrees of self-sabotage. In this episode, I'm describing examples that a person can work on individually or in therapy or coaching. More serious forms of self-sabotage that involve any type of abuse or mental health issue requires the help of a qualified mental health expert. The first telltale sign for me that I'm getting in my own way is procrastination. For sure, procrastination is a big sign. And I'm not talking about the everyday bouts of procrastination that we all have, like putting off chores or work to enjoy a beautiful day or to hang out with friends you don't get to see that often. I'm talking about procrastination that keeps you from doing the important and potentially life-changing work. I've come to understand that for myself, this type of avoidance is rooted in fear. It could be fear of failure or fear of rejection or fear of not knowing the outcome. It's scary. So of course I'm too busy to tackle that right now. The first thing that helps me overcome procrastination is breaking the big thing down into bite-sized pieces. Those bite-sized pieces become a to-do list that I can work to cross off. The first thing on the list might be writing down exactly what I fear may happen, why that may or may not be true, and what I might do about it. It helps to get all of those thoughts out of your head and onto paper. Most times, what I learn is that what's on the other side of that fear is not as bad as what I've built it up to be in my head. Or, If it is that bad, I learned that I am an overcomer. It might take some time, but I can overcome hard situations. For me, breaking down a big task into bite-sized pieces helps the thing not feel so overwhelming. The second sign for me is overthinking. This is also another big one for me. In my mind, I will already be at step 10 when I haven't even done step one yet. Overthinking is a tricky one for me because I consider my analytical mind, my logical mind, an asset. I research all of the options, consider many possibilities before making a choice. It has served me well in so many different areas of my life. However, I have the tendency to get in my own head. One might even say spiral a little thinking of all the things that can happen and how I might respond. I try to research all the possibilities, all of the outcomes, all of the options. And what I'm really doing is trying to protect myself from fear or failure or the unforeseen. At some point, all of this researching and thinking becomes a futile effort that leads to analysis paralysis. It keeps you stuck. I have to tell myself that I have enough information 
to make a decision. Another Google search is not going to reveal something new or groundbreaking that I don't already know. Similar to how I tackle procrastination, I have to force myself to stop thinking, to stop researching, and make a decision. My husband and friends are also really good at letting me know when I'm overthinking a situation. It's good to have a circle of loved ones around you to keep you straight. Rejecting yourself before anyone else can is also a telltale sign that you're in your own way. You count yourself out before anyone else can. If you tell yourself no, you don't have to worry about anyone else doing it. You saved yourself from humiliation, from pain, and rejection. And in the moment, that might feel good. But no, you haven't really. You've only managed to keep yourself in a very small box. It's an illusion of safety. Rejection hurts. It stings. When you're rejecting or depriving yourself, you're hurting as well. You're hurting in that moment too. You're just numb to it because you're the person that's doing it. It's a dull ache that you kind of get numb to over time. I think people who excel in the field of sales or any job where you have to face constant rejection have a leg up to people who don't. They come to understand that your response to rejection is like a muscle. The more you respond to it in a healthy way, the stronger you become in separating the rejection from who you are as a person. It's not easier to take yourself out of the game before anyone else can. It just leads to a boring, overly cautious, small, dim life. It reminds me of this quote that I actually posted on social media the other day. The brave may not live forever, but the cautious never live at all. I want to make sure that in life, at the end of my life, that I have lived a life that I have few regrets. And that's what I'm striving towards now. For some people, putting a stop to rejecting yourself first can be as easy as just saying yes more, kind of like Shonda Rhimes described in her book. But for other people, it may take a little bit more than that. It may require that you start giving yourself props. You start to big up yourself. Negative self-talk does not and will not motivate you. In the long run, it will only break you down. I've had to learn how to be more gentle with myself. I can be very, very harsh with myself in order to get me to do something. But what I've learned is that I can hold myself accountable without being mean or harsh or negative. I wouldn't do it to anyone else I loved, so I shouldn't do it to myself, right? So it may be helpful to surround yourself with people who appreciate your positive traits and remind you of your dopeness often. In your profession, we've all heard the advice to keep a brag book. It's where you document all the successful things you've done at work. Maybe it's time that you keep a brag book for the rest of your life. Write down the things that you've done 
every day that make you proud. Lastly, stop comparing yourself to other people around you or on social media. I've talked about comparison on the podcast before. You might need to take a break from those things that negatively influence you, even if they're not trying to do it on purpose. It may require that you take a break from social media or, you know, take a pause from the people who make you feel bad about yourself. Listen, you're not doing yourself or the world any favors by counting yourself out first. You never know what could happen. Just give yourself the opportunity to try. The last thing I want to talk about is perfection. I think that we all have come to understand, or at least I have, that perfection is a trap. But even as I say this, I know I still fall victim to it every time. I love to do things the right way. I want things to look a certain way. I see it in my mind and that's how I want it to look. That's what I want to achieve. The problem is wanting things to be quote unquote perfect is a loop that keeps you from doing what you need to do. You end up taking no action at all. And I'll give you a real life example that I am going through right now. I want a new website for this podcast, but I tell myself I can't do it until I have new pictures. Fine. Okay, go take the new pictures. Well, I can't take new pictures until I found perfect outfits. Okay, go find some outfits. Hit the hit the websites up. Find some new fits. Well, finding new fits is not really my forte. I feel like I need some help with it. Okay, get a stylist. Find somebody to help you with it. Okay, I can do that. But I also need to lose a little weight because I'm bigger than I like to be. And I may not like the pigs. I may not want these pigs to be out there at this weight. So um, I'm going to need to lose like 10 or 15 pounds. Okay, you see what's happening here. I've put myself in this vicious loop. And I've made no moves at all. I don't have a website out there yet. My own website. And it all started with a very reasonable task, a perfectly reasonable task. And my quest to have it perfect has me stuck. No website, no pictures, no new clothes. Nothing has happened. It is a problem. Striving for perfection leads to procrastination, which leads to being stuck. My solution here is very simple. Yet, very surprisingly difficult to do. But it's to act, to make a move, to make a decision. And now that I actually put it out here on the podcast, I feel like I have to do it right now imperfectly. Sometimes I get consumed with making the right decision when I really just need to focus on making the best decision at the time for the space that I'm in now. I can't worry about if this decision will hold up and be perfect for a future that I don't know anything about. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And sure, we plan, right? But, you know, like they say, we plan, God laughs. You have no idea, right? We try to do the best we can 
in the moments that we have. No, everything is not how I would like it, but I just need to do it. This is me talking to myself. The last thing I'll say about perfection is this. Perfection will have you thinking that you cannot go back and make changes. You can. You're not stuck with this decision for the rest of your life. It's okay to change your mind, especially when you have new or better information. It would be asinine to stick with the same opinion or decision just because you're afraid of being wrong or being called a flake or feeling like a flake. Changing your mind can actually be a sign of growth and maturity. So don't get stuck thinking that you have to do the perfect thing. And if you don't get it perfect, that you can't go back and change it. You always can. One of the biggest obstacles to getting out of your own way is realizing when you are getting in your own way. If you can't identify that you're in your own way, how are you going to get out of your own way? Be honest with yourself. Only then can you take the next crucial step, which is to be willing to do something about it. I think these things go hand in hand because I think there is the identifying that you have a problem and then being willing to do something about that problem. Sometimes these things happen in quick succession, like one after the other. And sometimes you identify the problem in one year, and you really don't get to solving the problem until like year 10. So it just depends on where you are. But you can challenge yourself to understand and evolve, or you can just resign to believing that this is just the way I am. We all know people who say that, right? They do something terrible. They recognize that they do it, but instead of taking that sh- that step to change, they just say, hmm, this is the way I am and there's nothing I can do about it. Basically, they're telling you, you just better accept it is <laughs> what they're actually saying. There are many ways that people can sabotage their own success. I shared a few of mine today in this episode. And now I challenge you. You don't have to share in public, but take a few moments to think about how you may be getting in your own way. I challenge you to write those down and maybe write some ways that you can avoid being a barrier to your own success. Thank you for listening and I will see you guys next time.